Welcome everybody to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. My guest today is a professional wrestler, Aisha Ray. So how were you first exposed to wrestling? My first ever exposure to wrestling. Hi, wrestling world. I have older brothers and a grandfather that love contact sports, boxing, wrestling, everything. So I was literally stuck in front of a TV with my brothers and my grandfather for a while. And when my grandfather went over to Jamaica and retired, it was me and my brother on Friday nights and Saturday mornings with Raw and Smackdown on Sky Sports one and sky one in the morning just before Yu-Gi-Oh or after and obviously you were watching WWE were you watching any other wrestling promotions I was always into British wrestling and Japanese wrestling so just literally the technical style of things as well as the showmanship with WWE was what I was attracted to so I watched everything and were there any wrestlers who inspired you everyone says the best of the best Shawn Michaels of course I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan in terms of women when I saw women like China rest in peace giving you that X factor. It showed that different types of women could come into wrestling. You saw that strong, independent, dominant force rather than the acrobatic side of women's wrestling that was exposed to at the time. And uh, you started training very young, around 18, 19. Where did you begin to search for a training school and how did your entire training process break down? I actually started training when I was 17. I started training in London with Justin Richards and Paul Ash and then I went on to Norwich and then I went on to Leicester with my trainer now who is currently in NXT. And how is your training broken down in all these different promotions? and training schools you were at? It depends. With LDN, it was more of the school. There wasn't really a way forward. When I was in Norwich, you had the school as well as the promotion to work for, so you had something to strive towards. And the same thing here in Leicester. It went from having just the school and having a stable place to learn to having a school and then possibly a match and then possibly a show and then, ooh, I could be something. So it was that kind of process. That's how it was broken down for me. And you're also trained, and my Americanisms are going to come up with this, question via sweet sahara night how did that all happen and what influence did she have early on in your career with uh sweet soraya it was more of the aggression side of wrestling she i can honestly say helped bring out the kind of side that i suppressed for a while because it's quite dangerous that kind of aggression when it comes to women and women's wrestling that's what she helped to bring out now you have this persona in the ring as the female predator amazon did that develop during training or did it develop as you went from your first promotion onward? I'm a strong believer in making your character an extension of yourself. Like I said, I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan and he brought that rock and wrestling kind of glitz and glamour side that he loved into his character and into wrestling. And the character that Amazon is, is the person that I'm not allowed to be in the real world because it would either get me committed or arrested or both. So I use that as a driving force. So she gets to do everything I don't get to do in day-to-day -day life. And now let's talk a little bit about your career. In 2009, you debuted in two promotions, World Association of Wrestling and Premier Promotions. How did you find these two promotions? It was interesting because WAW have a very strong reputation of being quite aggressive and strong style when it comes to their wrestling. Whereas Premier Promotions is the last British promotion that runs by British rules, meaning rounds. So going from normal straight matches and being quite aggressive to being quite respectful and technical and wrestling in rounds and having breaks. It's an interesting change, but it helped me learn. And I can honestly say I was a fan of British wrestling. So when it comes to rounds, I kind of enjoy it. 
And now for those who don't know, how does a round work with wrestling for the it, American audience? For the American audience out there, in British rules, we have rounds in our matches, whereas we can have three minute rounds, whereas every round, the bell would ring every three minutes, which will count to a different round. If the bell rings before a fall, then the match just carries on afterwards. If the bell rings during a fall, then that's the fall of the match. It's like, as you would say, soccer. It's scoring points in a way. And now in both these promotions, you started a rivalry with both Brittany Knight and Soraya Knight. What was it like wrestling both of them so early in your career? Brittany Knight, as you would refer to as Paige, and Soraya, the mother and daughter. So I would honestly say that Paige or Brittany was more aggressive than Soraya, if you could believe that. And I learned a lot from Paige slash Brittany and she's missed just literally doing those matches doing those shows learning from somebody I was training with as well as my trainer on the road it's something I wouldn't change for the world and now this rivalry between you and Brittany slash Paige in the promotion Real Deal Wrestling led to a women's title match against her what was that like that was my first ever title match and I was terrified being in there with her just it helped to calm me down I learned a lot from it and being my first ever title match and being with somebody that I could trust and obviously have a good match with was again something I wouldn't change and this rivalry went on and off and you were in a match where Paige was the special guest referee how do you feel that match played out my first and last ever hardcore match I say it knock on wood it was interesting to have her in there because obviously she's the ref if you attack the ref what can happen the ref's not going to disqualify themselves but there are a lot of kendo sticks involved that was fun was there any temptation to attack Brittany Knight? It's filmed, if anyone find it. There's a spot in the match where actually me, Soraya and Brittany Page all pick up kendo sticks at the same time and everyone looks at each other and then turns around and walks away. There was a moment. Following this match, you had a five-way, 20-minute iron man slash women match with Soraya, Brittany, Amy Lee Kramer and Naya. What was it like wrestling these women in an Iron Man match of all matches? Chaos! It's so much chaos, but you work with different people in a very short space of time. You learn how good your cardio is. And just to speak on the topic of cardio, as a wrestler, how important is cardio? I'm learning now very important. In school, I was the kind of person I hated any kind of physical education. We were trusted to go to a leisure centre because our sports hall was being rebuilt. And I took the bus and I went home. Yes, I went home. You now know. And I used to use the excuse that I've got asthma too. But now I'm learning that cardio is very, very important. I've learned my lesson and now you also face destiny and liberty in, in these two promotions as well what was it like facing them after facing Brittany and Soraya destiny was a challenge I lost many a weave many a hair I really did everything between us was real so when hair was pulled and there was clumps of hair in my hand or hers yeah that came from my scalp when there was bruises on our faces yeah that was real with liberty it was somebody I was training with so it was somebody who I got to see grow she, to this day, is one of the standing walking advertisements for the WAW Academy, and I was happy to work with her. And now in May, you and Naya had received your first opportunity to wrestle for the PWF ladies titles against Paige and Soraya Knight. What was it like to face your rivals and the mother-daughter tag team? It was interesting because that match ended on all of us being suspended from Premier Promotions without pay. It was a very violent match that broke every British rule 
brawl that you could ever imagine but it was a very fun match like I said that match ended in all of us being suspended from Premier Promotions I think it was two months I did learn never to do that again I'm sorry John Freeman or I will never be that violent again the question is was it worth it yes it was to see men try and pull apart four women and then run away that was worth it how did the crowd react to that because that's what I'm curious about they were into it until they realized that not even the men could break us up and then when you had John Freeman who's the promoter standing in the middle of the ring trying to regain control there was just pure silence it was beautiful and now after this you debuted in pro wrestling eve how did you find this promotion it was my first ever all women's promotion it was just interesting to be in an environment where instead of being a match you were a match of many i had never been around that many women wrestlers before in my life i saw so many characters and made so many friends and to this day like i miss eve i do and now your first match in eve was a no disqualification match how'd you get ready for that match and being involved in that promotion and what did me and destiny do i think we just literally sat backstage and thought of every terrible thing that we could do in a very short space of time to shock an audience and it worked there are pictures to prove it and for those who can't see she's just grinning with a big smile when she says all of this so now in 2013 you continued your rivalry with the knight family how do you feel that these matches led up to you challenging them for the hew titles. It was a rivalry that built up because no matter what I did, I didn't weigh with anything. <laughs> Not until the tag title. The HEW title, it was something singly on my own. It was something for me. And do you feel that being that you wrestled them so many times that you had to keep one-upping the matches you had with both of them? Yeah, because I'm one of the true believers of teacher can teach you everything they know, but they never know everything their student knows. And I think that's something that teachers forget. And now being that you wrestled both of them, did you find it hard or easier to construct the match and be in the ring with them as when they wrestle so many people so many times you kind of can predict where your opponent and what your opponent's going to do did you find yeah. that the case yeah because you learn people's mannerisms you learn how they move how they talk what they do before they do a move everyone has some little tiny thing that they do just before they do something and i've just memorized it for each person and now in April, you participate in the Pro Wrestling Eve title tournament, the first round Fatal 4-Way match against Nikki Storm, Sahara Knight. What was it like facing Nikki Storm, who just came over to WWE? Facing Nikki is always indescribable for me. She's one of the ones that, again, is missed. You guys stole her. Damn you. It's the American way. What can we say? And now in August, you had another opportunity to challenge the Knight family for the PWF Women's Tag Team Titles with Destiny as your partner. What was it like to capture these titles? It feels good because I still got it. <laughs> Running, long-standing, holding title. It was Britney slash Page's last Premier Promotions match. So it was going to be good regardless. We were going to make it good. And it was. Finally getting it. What can you say? It's your first belt. And obviously you and Destiny push each other very hard as single wrestlers. What was it like working with somebody who brings a fight to you as a singles wrestler to team up with them? You always want to outdo them because she knows how tough I am and I know how tough she is. No matter what team we're in or what connection we have, everyone wants to be the shining star. So we're always going to try and outdo each other and we always did. Who's going to hit harder? And now in November of this year, you participated in WAW Hardcore Title 7-Way Elimination Match. What was it like being involved in this match? I had never been in so much pain in my entire life and then having to drive 
two guys home. I just want to kill people. I should be driven home with the amount of bruises that I had on my body after that match. I should have been driven home. It was an interesting match because I didn't know it could be that dangerous when you put weapons in women's hands. I thought people were going to be nice. I was wrong. Especially when everyone saw me in Destiny because everyone came after the big ones. Now, to give people an idea, how tall are you? I'm six foot, so very, very big. I don't own heels, if that helps. There's just no point. It's offensive to me and others, so no, I don't own them. Now, following this match, you challenged Queen Maya in RQW for the women's title. That was the return show. It was the return of WAWW, or WAWA, like I used to say. <laughs> but we had to make it good, and we did. It was the two biggest girls on the roster, and we clobbered the beep out of each other. <laughs> and now after you faced Maya, you won a battle royale, which featured some wrestlers such as Viper, Violet O'Hara, what was it like wrestling with these two women? Violet is probably the teeniest wrestler I've ever seen in my entire life. I loved wrestling her. Because she's so small, it was such a challenge. I thought Erin Angel was the smallest wrestler I knew, but I was wrong. When it comes to Viper, glimmering star of Scotland when it comes to women. I am a huge fan and I wish nothing but good things. And then in February of 2012, you faced Erin Angel for Solent Wrestling's Federation's women title. How did you feel? that this match went. Wrestling Erin for me, I've wrestled her for a very long time now and I've never walked away from a match and not learned anything. Erin Angel taught me how to wrestle like a big woman. There's difference between being aggressive and being technical and learning how to wrestle of what you are. And she is one of the strongest people I know. She was my teacher for about three years. So thank you, Erin Angel. You just mentioned that you're big for a female you're tall how did that really influence your style throughout all these promotions it was weird because i went from being quite large bobular as i said and i slimmed down so i controlled my body in different ways over the past couple of years when i was bigger i had to plot so every movement was slow and every movement was big now that i've slimmed down but leaned up i'm still very tall but i'm not as big as i used to be so i can do some of the athletic things Things, but I still have to bear in mind that I'm bigger than everybody else. And now, following this match, you have to become the WAWW British title number one contender. What was it like being a number one contender for a title and pursuing uh, that title? It was a weird feeling. I was so happy that day because that was the company that I was with for a while. And that was the belt that was hovered in front of the women's faces because that was the one that we had. So to finally be the number one contender for the title that I had seen when I was training was good. And now, following getting your number one contendership in Pro Wrestling Eve of July, you face the alpha female who is another tall, big women's wrestler with a no disqualification stipulation added to the match. How did you feel about going into this match with her? I was okay because I was told that we could go by London rules and London rules <laughs> is, especially East London rules, you pick up something. The craze could throw their fists, but if there was a pool cue near, I'm picking up the pool Cube. The fact that I had so many different toys to play with just made me very happy. When I saw the fire extinguisher, which was used on me, I didn't get to use it, fine. That was interesting. I got to hit her with the belt though. Now, do you find that introducing weapons into a match gives you greater possibilities of what can be done? It doesn't, it doesn't. It's weird. This is my mentality of hardcore matches when it comes to kind of monsters in hardcore matches or big people in hardcore matches. It takes away from the actual person because if you're so big and you're 
so devastating and you're so powerful, why do you need a weapon? And now following your fight with the alpha female, you were also involved in a three-way match with Betty, Noor, Viper, Rio O'Reilly, and the Owen twins. What was it like being involved in a match with those women? It was interesting because I had never faced any of them before. Everybody was a new opponent. Catching the dive, because I was smaller, I was scared that I wasn't going to be big enough to catch her, so yeah. And now in 2013, in February, you participated in two matches in Pro Wrestling Eve. One was the three-minute warning elimination match, which is a unique match. What did that match entail, and how did you feel about being part of it? It was interesting, because I had never been part of a three-minute warning elimination match before. So (laughs) every three minutes, another person would enter. You kind of just have to keep your eye on everyone. It's like a rumble match. Everyone is fair game. And everyone was fair game. And then the other match you were involved in was the Pro Wrestling Eve Tag Team titled tournament, the first round, where it was a no contest against Viper and Betty Noor. What was it like wrestling these two women to a no contest? I really wanted to beat them. I think we should have beat them by now. That rivalry will go on forever until there is a winner. Because both teams, myself and Rhea and Viper and Betty Noor, there's been nothing between the two of us. We fought and we fought and we fought and there's been nothing. So there needs to be an end, please. And now, following this match, you wrestled for Stardom in Tokyo, Japan. How did you get booked to be in Japan? I was contacted by a company called Sovation, who were also in contract in conjunction with Stardom, which was the company I was based for. I also worked with Sendai Girls and Wrestle One, and it was a dream come true. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of Chris Jericho, so I wanted to follow in that footsteps. I'll never go to Mexico because I can't fly, but I did Japan. Just seeing those girls wrestle, seeing those girls work, the way they treat wrestling compared to the way we treat wrestling was an eye opener. It made me come back and realize how hard they work and how hard we need to work to get to that level. And your experience in Japan, what did you pick up in style and match construction and the respect that wrestling is given there? In terms of the respect, it's having matches and then there being silence or clapping. This is something you have to get used to. I did get used to it and I miss it now. Roaring, screaming crowds. I'm not saying don't roar and scream my name, but roaring, screaming crowds is weird sometimes. In terms of the stuff that I brought over, I went back more into my old technician style. I got too used to hitting and too used to being a monster and when it came to wrestling with the Joshi style with the British wrestling I could incorporate them both so it allowed me to do more submission style wrestling it allowed me to be more of a technician as well as a monster and then following Japan you wrestled in Germany for a little bit what was that like being exposed to a German style and a German craft like I said following the footsteps and also because my trainers Roy Brooks I always was told go to Germany when I did go people are so friendly my aunt grew up in Germany and I never got to meet her she passed away so I kind of wish I did it when I was younger but the country the people the wrestling we got to wrestle in a circus tent which was interesting I never wrestled in a circus tent before and just the setup alone it was just amazing and now in October you returned back to Stardom where you teamed with the alpha female to face Dark Angel Sarah Stock and Mayu Winami what was it like facing such talented wrestlers who have really paved the way for women's wrestling it's phenomenal I learned something from each and every 
every one of them. From Sarah, the high flying style, the commitment when it comes to your fitness and when it comes to your belief in wrestling. From Mayu, it was technical style. From everyone there, it was literally learning the regimental and committing yourself to the match and to wrestling. I can't wait to wrestle any one of them again. And then you continued to stay in Japan through November where you were part of the team consisting of the Alpha Female and Ki Ruma. I'm sure you could correct my name on that. <laughs> to win the Artist of Stardom title, how did this match come about? It was the Monster Goon stable taking over Stardom. It was time for that free faction to have that highlight in their triple threat women's division. So it was time. And then obviously you and the Alpha Female are not native to Japan. What was it like being a foreigner, for lack of a better word, holding their title that they developed? It was power. I don't know if it's because of our size or how we come across, but it was good. I felt the honour of holding a belt in Japan, holding a belt for stardom, but I loved every moment of it. There's pictures to prove it of me holding my lovely blue belt. And now you also competed in the Goddess of Stardom tournament with the Alpha Female. What was it like to be part of this tournament? Again, another honour. To wrestle in Japan alone is an honour. To be trusted to wrestle in a title tournament is a big I, again, would love to do it again and thank the promotion of stardom and the women for trusting me with it. And after this entire tournament was over, you had the opportunity in Wrestling 1 to face Hiroyu Matsumoto in four matches. What was it like wrestling her, being that she's such an icon in Japan as a wrestler? Hiroyo, to me, will always be a great friend. She taught me how to detail and define my wrestling to incorporate British and Joshi style. Just wrestling her over that time and over that tour for Wrestle 1, I learned so much and I wouldn't change that entire tour for the world. She is a shining star and thank you so much. And being that you were in Japan for a while, how did you feel about language barrier? How did it affect you constructing a match and communicating with Japanese wrestlers? They tried to teach me as much as I could learn without being offensive with my horrible accent. And also because the Stardom girls wanted to include me as much as they could, they tried to learn English as well. So there was that give and take. Obviously, we're in the age of technology, so we all have phones and Google Translate is everyone's best friend. But I just tried to learn as much of their culture and their language as possible. I'm in their country to show them that respect. And now in December of 2013, you dropped the Artist of Stardom title to Hiroyu, Mayu, and Miho Wakazuka. How did the crowd react to the title change? The Tawashi match, the crowd went mad. The Tawashis are a utensil used to clean. It's like a sponge. I got my souvenir and I got thrown a massive, huge, giant Tawashi in my face. It's like a bristle brush. It was chaos and it was good. And now you came back into the British wrestling scene and in 2013, 2014, you discovered British Empire Wrestling, where you faced Nina Starr with special referee Rob Cage. How did this match come about? I was contacted by BW when I was in Japan to do the match, and when I came back to England, I did the match. I was told that Nina Samuel's first ever women's match, and for her first ever women's match, I applaud her for it. And to this day, she's growing. I've wrestled her a few times, and she's getting better every time. And I love 
wrestling. Yeah. And now, as a wrestler, do you take certain precautions when somebody is in their first match with you? In terms of myself, no, because any bumps, bruises, knocks or notches that they do is obviously it's not their fault. It's an accident. Accidents happen. And when it comes to me, you have to compensate to somebody else. You have to go to their pace. It's not about you when it's a new person. It's about them. You've had tons of matches. You make them look like the star. And now to jump a year ahead in 2015, as you faced Aaron Angel for the Wrestling Force Women's title, how did this match come about? Again, I was contacted by Wrestle Force when I was in Japan and I was asked to do the match. I did it and I'm still the Wrestle Force Women's Champion to this day. Undefeated. It's a pretty belt. Matches my gear. I like it. It's heavy. Cool. And now <laughs> being that you've had a semi-rivalry with Aaron Angel. Do you feel that beating your rival makes this a sweeter victory? It was a weird kind of passing of the torch moment. It was nice and it felt good at the same time. It was that feeling of dominance and also that feeling of thank you for putting up with me. And being that you are the champion, do you feel any pressures of representing the company? You are that walking advertisement. Obviously, if you're the champion of a male division or a belt, you're the champion. But when it comes to being a women's champion, probably the women's belt is the only belt that they have so you are the walking advertisement for women you are the walking advertisement for the women that are watching that show so you have to hold yourself in the most prestigious honor but you are that standing figure for the women that show a girl that's sitting in the audience going you know one day i could be amazon no you can't and now you've had a few title defenses with this belt i think you had one against aaron angel as well as a few against nightshade how do you prepare for your title defenses when defending this belt and any belt in particular. I just take everything as it comes. Every opponent is new. WrestleForce is a new promotion that I've worked for, a standing promotion from last year, so every woman will be new. It, no woman on this roster that I've trained with or was down the road with previously, so you can't prepare. I get there, I smash faces, I leave. And uh, you've also defended the title against Nita Samuels as well as Commander Katrina. How do you feel that these two competitors pushed you and how do you the match went with the two of them with nina samuels again learning every time better and better every time commander katrina the match ended for no contest so i might have to have another match to kind of make my mind up and now you've been wrestling for six plus years roughly what advice do you have for people who want to get into this industry if you really want to do it then do it but realize that it's a lot of hard work. That nice little hard camera that's next to those lights and the pyro that goes off, that's 10 minutes of what happens. There's five hours on the road, or if you're in America, probably 15 hours. There's 12 hour plane rides. There's no sleep. There's getting up if you have another job the next day and not having any sleep or even half an hour. There's every day in the gym. There's being that walking perfection all the time. There's more than that 10 minutes in the ring. So please have a nice little think about that first. And then finally, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Facebook, Twitter, merchandise? My Facebook is Amazon Aisha Ray. Obviously, www.facebook.com forward slash Amazon Aisha Ray. My Twitter is at Amazon Aisha Ray. My Instagram is at Amazon Aisha Ray. There will be t-shirts very soon. My first ever merchandise lot that will be promoted on the Facebook page. So check it out in the next coming months. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, 
and Stitcher Radio and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can definitely check us out at popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime comics and pop culture, as well as give us a follow on Twitter at popanimecomics, like our Facebook page, popanimecomics, and we currently do have a patron up and running. It's popanimecomics. Every dollar helps keep this podcast up and going, so please consider donating, and if you can't, feel free to write a review on iTunes as it helps us to move up in the ranks. And until next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.